Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 214, season nine. Today's date is April 23rd, 2023. And uh, welcome to the show. On today's program, I will talk about Record Store Day, which uh, actually happened yesterday on April 22nd. Uh, that's an annual event. Uh, where independent record stores have their big uh, sales and a lot of people line up to buy vinyl or cassettes or A-Track, whatever. A-Track, yeah, I know I said that. <laughs> Sorry. But mostly it's vinyl. Yeah, it's mostly vinyl, vinyl records. And they're, they're hugely popular right now. Also, I'll talk about record stores that have vanished in the Chicagoland area. And I'll talk about my memories of those stores. Uh, that have completely that are completely gone. Okay. Uh, right now, I will do a commercial break, and this program is brought to you by Yes Laundry Detergent and Fabric Softener. <laughs> oh boy! And here's a commercial from 1986. Now, when I play the commercial, you would recognize the man that's speaking. You probably will. If you don't, I will reveal it that at the end of the commercial when I come back. Okay, this will be a lot of fun. I just love guessing games. So sit back and enjoy and I'll be right back. Thank you everyone. Uh-huh. Eek. You have a laundry detergent that cleans and softens. Yes. It really cleans and softens. Yes. Does it control static clean? Yes. Pour it right on stains? Yes. Works in all temperatures? Yes. What is it? Yes. Oh, it's called yes. Yeah. Well, where is it? We're all out. Manager? Can one detergent really do all that? The answer is yes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Yes Laundry Detergent and Fabric Softener. Uh, the man who spoke in the commercial is none other than actor Richard Maul, who played Bull Shannon on the on the TV sitcom Night Court. Uh, one of my favorite shows from the 80s. Uh, he, he was hilarious. Uh, his real name was Aristotle Nostradamus Bull Shannon. <laughs> he played the bailiff. On the show and uh i also liked him as the he did the voice of harvey dent two-face on the batman the anime series he was great in that uh he's a tall guy <laughs> he's a really tall guy 
And they have the new Night Court out now. Uh, John Larquette uh, returned as Dan Fielding, uh, but as a public defender, not a district attorney. But I don't know if, he, if the others will come back. Uh, I know Harry Anderson died. Uh, let's see. Marky Post died. Charles Robinson died. So uh, the only one that's left is him, I guess. Uh, that's uh, I don't know if he'll return. He might make a cameo, make an appearance, but uh, they have a new cast. And I've seen a couple of the shows. It's funny, but it's great that John Larroquette returned because he's a wonderful man, wonderful actor, and he's a, and he's also hilarious. <laughs> As for the laundry detergent for Yes, uh, that came out about you know, late 70s, 78, 79, and then it lasted through uh, throughout the 80s. Uh, you know, I don't know if my mom bought this. Pro I think she did. She bought it one time. Uh, well, not one time. A few times she did. And then it just uh, disappeared. Went off the market. So that's a shame. You know, you know how products are, especially laundry detergents. Some have uh, come and gone. Yeah, that's how it is. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned that I will talk about Record Store Day. Or also uh, record stores that have vanished in the Chicagoland area. Before I get started, I want to mention something. Last night I went to the, on, they have this every year, the unofficial Bogan High School party where I went to high school. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of fun. I took a video of that, just part of it. And a lot of people are wondering, what is this? And they're asking, what is this? And where was it held? And I told them, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a reunion party for all classes that graduated from Bogan High School that, that was uh, located on 79th Street and South Pulaski Road on the southwest side of Chicago. And I've been going every year, uh, pretty much. Uh, I didn't go last year because I was in the hospital. I was released. Actually, I was released from the hospital. And it was too weak to go, so that was a shame. But I did go to last night. Um, I didn't do much. I did a little walking, but I sat down most of the time because I'm still suffering from fatigue, you know, from the medication. So I want to apologize whoever is listening to me who was at the party. You know, I didn't want to be antisocial. You know, I, I was when I stood up, but I was just tired, you know, but I'm glad I went. They had pizza. It was good. And it was great to see uh, everyone from my class, class of 1981. There's some pictures on Facebook, uh, which uh, have been posted now. I haven't, I've looked at a couple, so I'm going to I'm going to look at them later after I'm done with the show. And it, it was funny. And one funny incident happened. I was going, I was at the bar and I was uh, getting a drink. There was a woman sitting in the bar with some, uh, a couple of men. And uh, she looked at me and she, she took out her finger and she says, whoa, you, it's Van Chicagoland. And they said, yeah, it's me. Oh, and she goes, oh, I love, I love your page. I love what you do. I love your podcast. That was nice. I never met this woman. She went to the same, same high school as I did, but that's great. I appreciate that. 
you know, and uh, I get compliments from people. That's not my main reason. I'm sorry. This is not my main reason for going to events, you know, just to be recognized. I just be myself. I just want to have a good time. I would like to talk to people. That's what I did, you know, when I saw my friends uh, that they were graduating the same class as me. We just talk and reminisce. You know, they do bring up the subject of that and they tell me, I love what you do. And I said, thank you. And that's that. And that's it, you know. And they ask me what's next on my podcast or keep going. And they ask me, keep it going, keep it going. And I intend to do so. You know, it's wonderful. But it's it takes them a little while to recognize uh, for people to recognize. It. You know, a lot of people have too much to drink <laughs> once they calm down, you know. And then they just focus on me. Now they rec- and they recognize me. It was very loud too, so there was dancing and all that. But uh, I had a wonderful time. I had a good time. I really, it was nice to see everyone. I wish more people came. Uh, I wish I did, especially for my class. You know, so I'll have another one next year. As always, uh, I don't know at the same place. I've been told. I've been told, but uh, I hopefully yes, maybe not. That's up to them. Okay. So right now we're going to talk about Record Store Day. Now, Record Store Day started uh, a long time ago. I don't know when exactly it did. Um, so it's like, uh, that's about, uh, mostly it's like uh, vinyl records. Uh, and people went, and they have big sales uh, from independent uh, record stores. And uh, there are not that many around in Chicago and also elsewhere. They, I believe they do this in England too, or maybe some other parts of the world. And people line up and they get the, the latest final uh, records, probably from the latest artists or even past artists, you know, because I've been told, you know, I said this before and a lot of people um, have uh, bought record players. Uh, I'm sure they have. I, I don't think they kept their old ones because there's, you probably don't work. And then, also, they have their old records, and they, I guess they're still playing. They're functional. You know, we don't know. Uh, so that's a, that's very nice. That's very special. Because when I was a kid, I owned a few albums myself, you know, vinyl. I bought a few A-tracks, um, also cassettes, compact discs. I still have my compact disc uh, collection. I don't know if compact compact discs will come back. I've heard they might. We'll see. But vinyl is here to stay, and it's wonderful. And a new generation have discovered them. Oh, and that's been going on for, oh, I don't know, about 10 years, and they love it. They really do. They prefer that. They prefer the physical media instead of uh, the cloud or the, you know, the download or your Apple Music. It's convenient, you know, but but they want to hold something. And album covers, have beautiful artwork. They still do, and you know, like in the old days, uh, like in the seventies, they were awesome. They were just gorgeous, you know, and eye-catching, also iconic. Like uh, for example, like Pink Floyd, "Dark Side of the Moon," where you have the prism with a rainbow. 
like that. I don't really remember my first album. Uh, I don't remember the first album record I bought. Not exactly. Uh, but I do remember the earliest one. And that was, uh, let's see, that was uh, when I lived in the Ashburn neighborhood in 1974, when I moved there from Roseland. Uh, there was this, there was a record store nearby. I've mentioned this, uh, the record store before. It was Cruising Music located on 79th Street and Springfield Avenue on the corner, right across the street from Bogan High School. I used to hang out there when I was a teenager. I used to go there to browse, you know, and uh, they had the music surveys. Uh, not only sold records, they sold A-tracks, cassettes, uh, maybe CDs, maybe later they did. I, I don't remember because I didn't go there after the 80s, uh, just during high school. They still had the black lights and also the uh, paraphernalia for, you know, for like the bongs <laughs> or like the wrapping paper for, uh, you know, to smoke uh, weed. <laughs> they did that. I remember the display like that. It's kind of cool. Also, they had cheap T-shirts, uh, uh, concert T-shirts that were hanging on the, uh, you know, hanging on the ceiling or like on a hanger like that. I might do a podcast episode about that. That's kind of cool. <laughs> And, and I remember the first uh, album was um, not from one artist. It was uh, a compilation, a compilation uh, album. It, that means like it was uh, different artists from different uh, with different songs. Uh, it was from KTEL called The Hit Machine. If you remember KTEL, I think I did a podcast episode of that, I believe, if you can find it. And I ran home and I played it, and I used to play that songs all the time. Uh, the songs that stood out the most when I played uh, was Linda Rodstand and uh, the Bellamy Brothers. <laughs> like that, and I don't really remember the, the like that uh, the other art, artists. So that was kind of cool. To uh, that was a cool. To that was very cool. Now the other album, the, the early other earliest album I remember, I got this as a gift in eighth grade for my graduation. Was uh, Kansas uh, the album Overture that uh, they played their famous song "Carry On Wayward Son." The reason that that I wanted that, I saw some other kid have this, and I said, "Well, why don't why don't I get that one?" I heard the songs on the on the radio, and they're they're a cool band and. She said, yes, I'll buy it for you. Okay. So she got it for me. And uh, that was a, that was a girl that I used to, that I walked with uh, during the graduation ceremony. And uh, like I said, she bought it for me for a gift. And I think I have it still. Uh, I think my brother has it. I think. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's possible. Also, another memory of this wasn't my first album. It's one of my, my brothers. So it's Casey and the Sunshine Band, and also uh, Peter Frampton. You know, with the Pink album. You know, that's uh, we all know that one. You know, the double album that was one of the most popular albums of all time in, during the seventies. That's kind of cool. And uh, so. Back then, you know, even earlier than in the 50s and the 60s, or even earlier than people collected records, 45, 33, 
78s. You know, they have a record collection. You can still find them in stores. You can, you know, if you're lucky. Or you can find them on eBay. You could do that as well. Or Amazon. You know, you have a good bet that you can find them on eBay. Or, But I'd rather go to a store that sells them and you'd browse. And they still have stores in Chicago that do that. They provide the record. Uh, they have all these LPs and EPs, you know, that are, you know, stocked, you know, and labeled. That's kind of cool. Okay. Uh, right now, I'm going to play a commercial uh, for Rose Records. And I found this. Yeah, luckily, I found this uh, the other day. And it's from 1993. Yes, and uh, the artist that's featured is named Sheep on Drugs. <laughs> I, don't, I never heard of them. Uh, when I come back, after the commercial, when I come back, I'll explain. And uh, yeah, so the commercial is from 1993, and I'll play it right now. And when I come back, I will talk about the stores that have vanished from the Chicago area. Uh, it's a long, it's not a long list, but I'll use it on the, t uh, on the top of my head. Okay, so sit back and enjoy. Thank you, everyone. Rose Records, Chicago's original music stores. Sheep on Drugs. It's the Sheep on Drugs greatest hits. Sale price at $10.99 CD. Featuring Motorbike, Track X, and her latest release, 15 Minutes of Fame. Dream on. It's the Sheep on Drugs greatest hits. Sale price at Rose Records for only $10.99 CD. And catch Sheep on Drugs live on stage at the China Club, September 24th. Rose Records, Chicago's original music stores. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Rose Records that featured Cheap on Drugs. Uh, I looked online and found out who they were. Uh, they were a group from England. Uh, they were a techno music group and they were founded by two men uh members were um lee frazier johnny borden and past members uh there was duncan x he was also known as king duncan he's the one who sang and uh they met in 1988 and they got they named it sheep on drugs uh i don't know if they're still performing you know, I never really heard of this group, I guess. So, uh, so I guess, uh, I guess they were popular, but they played in clubs mostly, probably do a few concerts. So, uh, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad I discovered this. So, and, uh, Rose Records had a commercial, so we'll get to Rose Records right now. Uh, the other day I posted a photo. Of Rose Records. Uh, this is on the internet all over the place, and I have posted it before. And that one was located at 3259 North Ashland Avenue on the north side. And that's uh, uh, one one of my most popular posts, as always. But they do remember the store on Wabash Avenue, 
in the Loop in Chicago. And you can find uh, pictures of that. And uh, they had one photo of like people lining up for concerts. I think it was one for Bruce Springsteen. You know, when I mean, he was big back then in the 80s, like that sort of thing. Uh, I remember I did visit that store one time when I worked downtown uh, during the 80s. Uh, I think it was right near um, Crocs and Bertano's bookstore, one of my favorite store bookstores of all time. You know, and one of my favorite places to visit uh, in the loop. You know, I sure do miss that place. And so do a lot of people. Anyway, so uh, it was, I think it was called Rose Discount Shops or Stores, uh, early days. I think they had one, uh, two locations downtown. I think one was, uh, of course, the Wabash Avenue location, and the other one was, uh, I think, Washington Street or Madison. I, I don't remember. And then it expanded uh, to the other parts of the city. And in the suburbs, and then it just took off. And then it uh, went out of business about eh, late 90s. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly sure, but maybe someday I'll talk about that store uh, exclusively on a podcast episode. We'll get more information. Uh, other stores that I can think of on my top of my head was the flip, uh, excuse me, the flip side posted a picture of that. Uh, I didn't see any on the south side where I grew up. They were mostly on the north side. One was on Foster Avenue. And then they expanded to other parts of the city as well. And in the suburbs, someone said Hoffman Estates or Palatine. And that, that was in business for uh, quite a while. They had a warehouse store, I think, by Lincolnwood. Out Illinois, I think, like that. And that went out of business as well. Uh, let's see for the top of my head. Oh, well, first I started on the south side. Uh, of course, there was a cruise of music, records and tapes. That's where I hung up at high school. Uh, let's see what else. Also at Fort City, uh, they had it at Peacock. There was a record store. Uh, I, I forgot the name of it. I can't think of the top of my head. Uh, Video Village, I think it was called. Not sure. The, also, because department stores had record department, uh, they had the uh, record department. Like for example, Woolworths had one. Montgomery Ward, JC uh, JC Penny, I think maybe. Yeah. Uh, Weebles, of course. I remember they had. Uh, I ran into a girl one time I went to high school with, and she bought the latest uh, Led Zeppelin Led Zeppelin album <laughs> when I was in high school. And uh, yeah, she. I ran. I ran into her and said, "Hi, you. You born in Led Zeppelin? Yeah. I bought this album. I want to listen to it. That's great. That was. Uh, well, actually, I don't think it was their latest one. No, probably. Probably the earliest one. But uh, she had. I remember it was beautiful. You know, like with the plastic wrap and all that. Other department stores have it, like Pope Brothers. They also had that too. Um. Lots, lots of uh, stores. Uh, lots of stores, indeed. There were so many. Uh, let's see what else. Um, there was a record store that was downtown. It was like in the early days called Hudson Ross. And that was where it was located on Randall Street. It was in business for, I think, during the 60s. That 
I don't know if they had the ones where you go into a booth and you listen and you sa- listen in with your headphones and you sample. That's what they did. Uh, I think like uh, when I was uh, when you're listening in the old days, you used to have the headphones and they were there and you would select. You press a button and you listen to the latest artists. They did that. Okay. Let's see what else uh, other record stores. Uh, there was uh, Tower Records. Uh, they had one on Clark Street. Uh, the one I f- that I went frequently was located in Schaumburg, right near where I used to work at America's Best Travel. I used to go there after work. Sometimes I were on the weekend. I used to browse, and they had it was a huge store. They had everything, not just records, but they had CDs and tape, and cassette tapes. Uh, posters, uh, magazines, DVDs that were coming out like that. And then uh, one day it was gone. Uh, I heard they were making a comeback, which I heard because they have a website. Uh, they have a, I remember they have a famous one in Los, in Los Angeles. They did have that. Uh, I remember going, when I went to England in 1998, I went on a vacation London, of course, there was Tower Records, and I went to that store, and uh, it was just like an American store, only, you know, you pay it by pounds, and it was kind of cool seeing that, you know, I didn't buy anything, I just browsed, so that was, uh, that was nice, uh, I was there for like a couple hours, you know, just going through there, nobody said anything, <laughs> so, um, you know, there's so many, oh, there's also Peaches, Records and tapes. Uh, the one I remember was at uh, in Fort City. Remember that uh, I went there in the during the eighties. Also, there was JR Music Shops, Camelot Music, Musicland. Oh, Musicland was it was big. It was really big. Also, uh, Rose Records sometimes had a. I don't know, some of them were turned or, I don't know, spin off, like called Sounds Good Record Store. Also, um, what's that other one? I can't think of it. Uh, Sam Goody. Yeah, they had that. Uh, then there was Coconuts, uh, later on, Coconuts uh, Music and Videos. Also, another famous record store on the south side was Hedgewitch. Hedgewitch. Records. I can say that. Hedgewish Records. Uh, that was first located in the Hedgewish uh, neighborhood. And then it moved to Calumet City. And that one was the most popular record store of all, at that time. And then they expanded. And the, that was owned by Jones, Joe Santos. That was his name. I have a, I have a Facebook page of that. They also, there is also a Facebook group. And a lot of people... Uh, like that. A cheap trick appeared there. Van Halen uh, made an, an appearance, maybe a couple. And, uh, you know, a lot of artists do that. Also, Black Oak, Arkansas. They, uh, they had an autograph session like that. So the list goes on and on and on. You know, that's so many. I remember one uh, one record store that was recently closed. Well, not recent. Maybe about, meh. 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. It was called Remember When. That was located in Ogden Avenue on the west side. 
And I used to go there once in a while to browse, you know, browse records, uh, buy some CDs. He had some rare stuff like that. And, uh, of course, uh, the owner retired and he just closed the store. <laughs> That's how it is. But you can still find uh, record stores today in Chicago. There is uh, one on top of my head called Beverly Records. That's on the uh, Beverly neighborhood on Western Avenue on the south side. And they have a lot of vinyl. I haven't been there in a long, long time, but I'd love to go there someday. I really would. Also, there was uh, Dusty Groove. I think it's still in business. I'm not sure. Uh, there was Dave's Records. We just recently closed. That was located on the north side. And uh, I think the other one was Jazz Record Mart. Uh, because I think the owner died. And that was closed. Or maybe he sold it. I don't know exactly what happened. That's located in the near Water Tower area of Chicago. And uh, that's all I could think of, really. Uh, there was Record City in Skokie. Uh, I used to go there when I worked in Wilmette in the late in the early '90s. I used to stop by there. Saw that uh, there was one. I thought I think it's called Dog and Ear Store. It was a record store in Glenview. Yeah, a lot of people remember that. And uh, I think each sub, sometimes each suburb had their own record store like that. Also, there was Temple Records in Oakland. I remember that. Uh, I never visited there, but a lot of people did did so. They did visit and bought album records. So that's kind of cool. The list goes on and on and on. And uh, everyone had their favorite uh, place. Growing up, uh, you know, they had their favorite place of buying records and tapes, you know, as a teenager, like me. So it's a, it's a beautiful memory. It really is. It's a beautiful memory. Okay. So that's it for this episode. Uh, I'll do a recap of what I discussed. I talk about Record Store Day and also record stores that have vanished in the Chicagoland area. I apologize for not including uh, the ones that you remembered that I forgot. <laughs> you know, there's so much area to cover. Uh, the next podcast episode will not be Tuesday. I'm going to be busy. So probably the next weekend, I'll probably have one. That'll be episode 215. We'll see what I'll discuss. And uh, once this uh, po- uh, podcast is published, it'll be available wherever podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Breaker Overcast, Amazon Music, and just subscribe to, to my podcast. Also, it'll be posted on my YouTube channel, Band Chicago Stories. And uh, also, it'll be posted on my social media accounts, Facebook and Twitter. And, uh, of course, on my blog, uh, www.vanishedchicagoland.blog. Okay. It'll be there this afternoon. It'll take time. You can listen uh, anytime you want, any place you want. It is there. You can also listen to my past episodes. You subscribe. So on the uh, YouTube channel, just subscribe. Just hit the subscribe uh, button. 
you get the latest uh, episode. Yeah, so that's great. Okay, so this is Pete Costanz, your host for Van Chicago and Stories the Podcast. Thank you for joining me and thank you for listening to me. I had a great time. And uh, bye bye for me. And here's Ray Rayner closing the show with a little traveling music saying bye bye bye. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye bye bye. <laughs>